The Puritan's Guide to Fall Songs Guide. Why are people grudgeful, you know? I mean, I'm no one to talk, you know. I thought anybody who reviewed it, like, uh, should go, like, The Fall, Why Are People Grudgeful? Tonight's song is... Good day. Hello. All right. So uh, let's see. We're we're on Bremen knocked or Bremen knocked run out or Bremen knocked alternative, which are all apparently the same recording. I found out. Yeah. Somewhere. All right. So um, anyway, or, or it is. Uh, is there another one? It is last knocked, <laughs> which I think is like a dub remix of the song that was on uh, I'm Curious Orange. Oh. So we're killing like we're just like taking care of like four songs in wow. one go right now. That's pretty good. Yeah. We're very economical right now. <laughs> all right. So all those songs. Uh the first one was <laughs> Bremen knocked? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um and then run out whatever. We'll cover that in a second. Anyway, first released on February 29th, 1988 on the Friends Experiment. And uh, since we haven't covered anything on the Friends Experiment, except for, I noticed, like, on YouTube or Spotify, on one of the newer versions of Friends Experiment, like, mm-hmm. maybe the one that was released last year, they have Mark Olsinkas on there. Yeah, I think... Now, so that's the only one we've kind of covered from this period, kind of song that we covered from this period. Yeah, that was a part of a... That was a, a B-side to the single from around that time. Yes. Yeah, Mark Olsinkas, but... We haven't talked about. I think we might have talked about Victoria on our covers episode. Oh, maybe yeah, we might have. But that's about it because that's the that's probably the best known song from this is their cover of yeah. the Kinks Victoria, which I think made this this might be their best selling album. And I England's. think I remember reading that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, since you have at some point said that you like the album, I do. Why yeah. don't Why don't you tell us why you like the album, Bob? Well, I think. Uh, <laughs> Well, I remember getting this on cassette as a gift from my older brother, friend of the show, William Hamm, mm-hmm. uh, knowing I was a Fall fan and, uh, yeah, kicking that down to me. I think it's that perfect era of, it's like right in the one of their really great runs of albums when they were on Beggar's Banquet. I think most of the stuff they did on Beggar's was, was really fantastic. Yeah. And um, it's, you know, that perfect mix of the really jagged, repetitive stuff from the early days and uh, Brix's poppy sensibility, uh, giving it a little juice uh-huh. and making it a little more accessible to folks, which is why, again, this is, I mean, I think the, the Victoria single is why it sold so well, but right. um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a fantastic record. It's got some, some, some of my favorite fall songs on this one. Uh, thinking about, I mean, I only get a little bit of guest informant, but um uh, athlete cured is great. Carry bag man is great. Get a hotel. Um, I guess the bone of contention that they have with this record is apparently Bricks claims that she wrote, co-wrote most of the material on here, but did not get credit for it on the yeah. record. Yeah, I yeah I read that. Yeah, and I thought that was a bit strange. So, so I'm I isn't this around the time when was she on the outs with Mark or no? They isn't uh, there's this one and then there's. Curious, Curious Orange, Orange came out after, okay. and then and then it's uh, then Seminal Live was the last Beggars one, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, 
And then they went to find, it was right around that time, like 88, 89, when things started to really go south with Mark okay. and Bricks. And then by the time they got to extricate and were on a new label, that's when she was gone by that point. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So we still got, so there's still at least like a year or two. Yeah. <laughs> of <laughs> Since they're putting out like 12 things. Exactly. Um, okay. So yeah. Yeah. It's their 10th studio album. Which that's is pretty see, cool. That, yeah. It's, it's still amazing to think about like, after their tenth studio album, they were, like people were like, "God, they've been around forever," and, yeah, and they still how much like, longer can they go? They still and had like 17, 18 more know, albums yet to go. It's like almost twenty years or something. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of ridiculous. All right, so Friends Experiment, uh, nineteen eighty-eight. Um, before we get into the lyrics too much, I did just want to say like. This song sounds like 1988, and I don't oh. mean that in a bad way, yes. but it definitely sounds like 1988. Yeah. Simon Rogers' production on this one is very, very 80s, yeah. which is, again, not a complaint. I mean, that's what the, the era that it was, and, um, you know, well, it's like, yeah, like, he was a, oh, I guess he was a member of the Lightning Seeds at some point, this guy. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, Brody or something like that? Yeah, he was, like, part of that group, but, yeah. like, he wasn't oh, okay. Brody, but, yeah, oh, okay. so... I think, yeah, he produced this one. Grant Showbiz was the other guy that was like the co-producer on the Friends Experiment. And again, a very 80s producer. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, uh, it, it sounds great for what it is. I mean, it, that definitely that has that little, that sleek little uh, trebly edge mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, I was thinking like the the main riff of the song sounds like you could have played it all on a keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Like a cheap keyboard that you can get. Yeah, I like know. It sounds like Jason a Casio Penny. going yeah. to an actual real <laughs> instrument. Yeah. So I kind of wondered if like they stuck one hit of every instrument and then on a keyboard and then just played it. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. It kinda sound, but yeah, who knows? Um, anyway, so I thought that was pretty interesting too was like, and I've never, so I, the reason I asked you about Friends Experiment is I know it, but I don't know that I've spent all that much time with it. Yeah. It's one of the ones I've spent, like, extricate that one and probably perverted by language. Mm-hmm. And the and the, the A-sides comp are, like, the ones that I listened to a lot, you know, high school years. Right, and, right. and before I started getting deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole with this band, for No, sure. that makes sense. I yeah. think that, uh, yeah, I think I've listened to this album's around it a lot more than this one. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it wasn't, but it was yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know why. It's just one of those things <laughs> when a band puts out five billion albums. Yeah, I mean, even now, where if a, if whatever band only put out five albums, I'm still like, oh, I used to listen to them all the time in high school, and I realized I'd never listened to yeah. like, something, so I have to go back and get them. But yeah, whatever. I always said, yeah, I always said the thing that I got like super obsessed with an album by a band, and then didn't really follow up with the band afterwards. <laughs> I had a lot of those too. Yeah, yeah, there were some that I stuck with, but I th- I'm trying to think of like the first Nesatomic Dustbin record. Godfather. I, I like, never, I never listened to anything after. Yeah, then. that's yeah. all. And like you know, uh, like the first um, uh, Jesus Jones record, like Liquidizer, was a huge fan of that, and yeah. didn't even follow them really? beyond. I, really, yeah. My friends and I got the second one. Doubt. Uh, yeah, yeah, which has the song everybody knows. The big hit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but after that, yeah, no. Yeah. Or or like. That was also, uh, my friend Joel had both of those. Uh, he also was a big Pop Will Eat Itself fan. Yes, yeah, so was I. So, yeah. yeah. So there's lots of that going around. I saw Pop Will Eat Itself opening for EMF. Nice. Back in the day. I Na- think 1990. high school girlfriend bought me the EMF album. Oh. Still, I was just mentioning that song because 
we because you know that it says fuck in it and then we were talking about <laughs> melissa and i were talking about some other song that had a curse word but it was hidden well and now i can't remember what it was oh, okay i was talking with our uh, another friend of the show ryan matheson last night uh, uh, at a show and he was talking about hearing uh the cracker song low at a bank and <laughs> for some reason they had edited out the word stoned but they did it in like a really awkward fashion. So it was like they missed a beat by the time the song came back in by cutting the word out somehow. Nice. Like whoever edited that really poorly. Well, that's really weird. Yeah. Um, Especially in a, you know, in Oregon where, you know, weed is legal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But. Well, yeah. Uh, so I, did, I didn't even realize uh, the show you were going to last night was going on. But oh, I, okay. I haven't see, I've seen them like four times or five Yola Tango, yeah, right? that was the third time I'd seen them. But yeah. Ryan, not to keep going down this rabbit hole, but uh, <laughs> I think Ryan was saying that's like the band, the non-local band he's seen live the most. Uh-huh. He's he's seen them at least 15 times or more at this point. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I stopped a while ago, and I haven't. I feel bad because I haven't bought any of their albums. But uh, who? It's another band like The Fall. Like who can keep up? Yeah, you know? I don't know. Like any the super fans, obviously, like like Matheson. Like they the can, ones who don't. I was gonna make that. Uh, what is it? The Onion. Like oh, before yeah. your Latango fans die in record store. Fans. The ones that survive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I was gonna say uh, there were two times I saw them that I asked them to play a Kinks cover, and they did it wow but the second time i asked them when they were at the merch table and he was like did you send me an email asking for a kinks cover he's like no so apparently there was someone else asking for a kinks, wow. kinks cover some other person so in kansas weird. asking yeah. for kinks covers Isn't that weird um now they they did what, uh, what did they do they did they did a velvet underground cover last night something from live 69 and then they I guess one of the guys who used to be in Hypno Love Wheel lives here in town. Oh, really? And so he oh, wow. he got on he got on stage and they did two Hypno Love Wheel songs, which was pretty awesome. That's crazy. Yeah. What? There, Portland keeps having all these really old indie records show. Yeah, the dude from uh, Camper Van Beethoven, Victor yeah, Kumanocker, lives here now. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess that's still isn't wasn't Hypno Love Wheel from New York though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, they were buddies with the Ola Tango yeah. coming up. They were on the same label for a while, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, I remembered some album of theirs showing up a lot. Um, we're talking about nothing. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is all important. This is all around the same era. We All this music we've been talking about. Sure, sure. Hypno Love Wheel, Yola, uh-huh. EMF, Pop Lead Itself. This is all part of the same era it really of music. It really kind of is. Yeah. But yeah, well, that happened. Anyway, it's good, good talking to you about the fall. Uh, so, so yeah, the story of the of the song, it's so to get it into the Halloween spirit, which I th- think we briefly mentioned. Yeah, I, I didn't re- I, when I picked this song. I was just thinking about there's a lot to talk about this song and so many different versions of it, and then it hit me like, oh yeah, this is a perfect Halloween episode because this <laughs> is know. a really weird story. Oh, and I think also last time we did a Halloween episode, your microphone wasn't on, so oh. you just sounded like a ghost the entire time. <laughs> Luckily, you didn't say much, so it was very, it's very funny. Uh, but hey, we got a new. Oh man, I, I bought a new interface, so yeah. there we go. So uh, if it sounds if it sounds better, that's why. And if it doesn't, it's probably that's, my fault. Still. It's probably the ghost's fault. It could be the ghost. Uh, so yeah, I so it's a. About uh, Mark and um, Mark having a bad time in Bremen, Germany, basically. 
Yeah. Right? Playing so, playing a show and there's uh, yeah, he's he's been talked about this in a couple of interviews where he was, you know, playing and he started to feel like weird and claustrophobic and something was going wrong. Uh, how did he put it? He said he got he was he was began to act very strangely as if I wasn't in control of myself. I was walking around the hotel, knocking all over the place and asking, is Steve Hanley here? (laughs) It was a question we all ask from time to time. (laughs) And Briggs kept yelling to come back into the room. I got attacks of hatred and feared it was the devil in me, although I knew it couldn't be. But when I got, when I went to bed, I had these red spots all over my body as if fingernails had bored into me. My back had red spots as if burned. That lasted eight hours. Right. Afterwards, everyone said to me that I could no longer have been recognized as myself. It must have been some ghost. Right. And then they found out that uh, later the place where they were playing was supposedly firebombed in World War II. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... The other, the other part, like one of the interviews, like he actually says, uh, in the morning I had all these handprints on my leg, bruises from the inside that looked like a child's handprints. That's it's like what the fuck, Mark? Is, yeah, what? I, you know, I, I, I think <laughs> whether you want to believe it or not, I think he was saying elsewhere in these interviews, like they'd been on a pretty like heavy run of touring, right? And I'm sure he was probably. Downing a lot of speed to help get himself through it. Oh, I'm sure. So I imagine this was probably, you know, some after effects of being up for two being weeks. Being up for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. And also, I think, yeah. And then there was another story about, uh, oh man, I might have to cut this out. But it's another one where they, oh, it's the hotel, is it Bloodell? Bloodell. Yeah. Where there's another story of them being, uh, in Germany being scared by a ghost and it turned out it was like there was a slaughtering plant next to the hotel they oh, were staying. Oh, wow. I didn't know about that part of it. Wow. Yeah, okay. I ended up following the the trail and, and like reading that and they were like, we we were hearing cries of murdered children or whatever the fuck oh it was. Oh my God. And all night we couldn't sleep. <laughs> like, what? And then they were like, and then we found out there was a slaughterhouse next door. That's <laughs> like, Wow. <laughs> Because they were like, because they were like, oh, and it stunk, you know. We were like, God, it smells like death. And it's like, well, all of that makes sense. Yeah. But also, why the fuck did you? What? Wh- what were you thinking? Like, yeah. Obviously, it's haunted, and yeah. there's a dead ghost in Can't, here who smells. Go find and, someplace oh, else. Oh wait, it's a slaughterhouse. <laughs> well, apparently, like, Mark, I've read uh, several times, is like pretty ridiculous about like where they stay, where they would play. Oh, very particular. Yeah, because yeah. like he would get some cheap ass building in the middle of nowhere instead of the actual club in town, <laughs> like especially towards the end, right? You know. So, uh, but anyway, I don't know him personally. I could be completely wrong. But anyway, I, so it's kind of a yeah. So so it's kind of a nice little ghost story for Halloween. Yeah. Um, and turned into like this great poppy new wave type song, you know. Really driving tune, which I really love. You yeah, know? yeah, and that like incessant Martha Schofield keyboard riff that's going through the whole thing, right? You know? And she's she said like, is it Marcia Schofield or Martha? Marcia. Marcia. Okay, yeah. I might have written Martha. Uh, <laughs> I can't read my my writing. Um, it's based on higher ground, though. That's what she said. The Stevie Wonder tune. Yeah, yeah which I love. Yeah, same I love. Here. I, I love that. Like that. That 
the Stevie Wonder song informed this one, and then they also on this on Friends Experiment. This is most another notable point about it is that I think it's Athlete Cured, where they basically were doing the riff from Tonight I'm Gonna Rock You Tonight by Spinal right. Tap, and yeah. Mark was like, "Oh, that's great. Let's do something with that." Yeah, and, yeah. You know, there, there was I think it might have been in this on the annotated fall where it, somebody actually said. Mark was like, well, if you're going to do that, then we're going to use it because <laughs> they had been playing it in like, pre- you know, like warm up yeah, or whatever. Yeah. He's, you know, he was like, well, if you're going to do that kind of shit, that's awesome. You're, 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 we're going to make a song out of it or something. Right. Oh, wow. That could be another thing I'm just making up though. No, I don't think you are. I don't think you are. <laughs> so, well, what did she say? She said we were kind of like magpies just picking up little phrases and playing them to death, which makes perfect sense because that's kind of the sound of a lot of the fall songs at that era right yeah pieces being played to death i like that was this her first album that she played on oh that's a good question i maybe because she might have been on the one prior she might have been on ben sinister i'm looking right now yeah sorry i should have looked that up it's fine but then i started following the ghost stories and uh (laughs) no this was this was her first record her first album with the band at least i don't know if she was on any singles around that time but right yeah this was her first album with the band okay and then did she last until well, she was around for the next one, Curious Orange. But yeah, she was around for Curious Orange. She was on Extricate as well. Oh, was she? Okay. So she stuck around for a bit. Okay. So, yeah. I'm trying to see. But it, I, do, I do remember the first time I saw the cover for Friends Experiment thinking, there's a lot more members of The Fall in, in, on this record <laughs> right? than before. Like, yeah. it seems like there's, what, seven people that I count them this time? I can't remember. Um, yeah, so it says uh, Marsha was... Yeah, played an extricate and then quit after they did a tour of Australia in support of that one. So okay, yeah, she was in a, another brief member of the group. Okay, okay, yeah. No, well, that's that's good though. Um, let's see, man, I really don't have much else to say. So I think I wrote down that it was an interlocking groove of a yeah. song. So yeah. that's like basically all it is is that one groove going the entire time. Yeah, and then and then like I said. Earlier, there's like three different versions of this. Four, you said. Yeah, there's the there's, there's the one that's on uh, Curious Orange, which I probably a live recording. I don't have to look into that, but um, yeah, sort of. Like, it's it's basically the same riff, the same beat, yeah. a little dubbed out, and then him repeating some of the lyrics from right. the song. Yeah, yeah, so it's it seems like Run Out is the one where they. It's a little dubby where they're just using lines from the song instead of the actual song. Yeah. Um, and then Alternative was on the B-sides because that was the album that I had. Yeah. The Not al- in high school, but like I think I listened to that one a lot. Yeah. So. I, I, if I have it right, there's... Like the the, the version that's on like the, the, the original album is, is one... Is like kind of a edited down version of that longer one that's on, I think the CD, the American CD version of uh, the Friends Experiment. Right. Yeah. It's something like that. Like yeah. there's only a vinyl. There's a vinyl version, and then there's a yeah, yeah a there's, CD there's a vinyl version. version. There's a CD version, and that the the runout is was on the seven inch that came with the original pressings of the Friends Experiment. Right. Right. So. <laughs> God damn it, Marky e. Smith. So that's that's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just hmm. this it, uh, yeah. I mean, it's funny just because like there's not a lot of interpretation to be to be had with the lyrics of this one because the story is basically what he's telling. Yeah, exactly. Like he like the sto- the 
The story is of him thinking that he was uh, possessed possibly by handprints of a child yeah. or whatever. I, I do want to mention the uh, the faux German in oh, the yeah. middle of it, which is pretty funny. Because like the first one's like, Ick, leave real quick. <laughs> Jesus. And then like it's all like... I mean, there's actual there's actual German words, but then they're just tossed around and mixed up. Like yeah. he did the weird cut up method of the whole thing. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, what we could talk about What's real that? quickly. Go. Uh, since I I uh, signed up for Apple Plus just to watch this, was it's the oh, Underground documentary? Yeah. That's kind of fall esque in a in a way. I think so. Mark Mark we and could, Lou Reed carry some, a lot of. Yeah, we could carry some. Uh, we we could talk a bit about that. I thought it was great. Oh, it was really good. I, I think it's probably one of the best movies I've seen all year. Yeah, legitimately. Like, I, I no. Go ahead. Yeah, no. I, I you know, You're, I you see more movies than me. <laughs> I don't know about that, but um, I I didn't know what to expect. Like, all I heard was uh, it was uh, that uh, that show, the best show. Um, uh-huh. The host Tom Schrothing was talking about it with. Um, it's a Jeff Fierzig, who's a director who did The Devil and Daniel Johnston. Oh, yeah. So he, I love that movie. Too. Yeah, it's fantastic. And so he's friends with Tom and called into the show, and they were talking about it. And, he said, and he's like, oh, Jeff said, I'm really excited to see it. And Tom said, all I have to say to you is Chelsea Girls. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> and then I'd heard a little bit about how he's using, like, avant-garde film, like, putting pieces of, like, Todd Haynes putting pieces of, like, yeah, yeah. avant-garde cinema in there. But I had no idea what it was going to look like. And it was, yeah, it's just an incredible, artful piece of work that, like, eschews all the trappings of rock documentaries yeah, yeah. entirely. Like, there's no critics in there. There's no, like, contemporary musicians talking about how great the underground were as if, they, as if anyone needed to be reminded of that. Contemporary, well, there's one contemporary to the band, and that's uh, Jonathan Richmond. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I meant, contemporary to now. Right, you right. Know, like, yeah, yeah. This, you're not going to get like... Like Thurston Moore isn't there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dave Grohl, Phoebe Bridgers isn't going to show up and be like, oh. <laughs> and this just leads me to another funny thing. Uh, one of, uh, <laughs> since, since we're going down this, this, this little tangent, uh-huh. one of the funniest things I've ever seen in a music documentary is the, the music documentary about the death, that Detroit band. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that, but yeah. I don't remember much so about it. So <laughs> there's the one, I don't know how they did this, but they got Kid Rock in the movie for like five seconds <laughs> to just say the line, they were punk before it was punk. <laughs> and that's it. He's just sitting behind a desk looking like he could be, he wants to be anywhere else in the world. Uh-huh. And they throw that in there. And I was like, th- that was completely pointless. Like, why did you even have that in there? Just unnecessary. Maybe he donated some money for the film. It's probably what From it is. his father's <laughs> Cadillac car dealerships. Or something. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, I totally didn't. I saw that movie and I didn't even remember that he was in it. Although that's, it doesn't surprise me. That's one of the only parts I remember of it. It wasn't a very memorable documentary. As no, much as I loved no. the band, I was like, this isn't that great. No, no. Yeah. Though uh, an underground documentary, though. No, it's very good. I was really surprised that Lamont Young was in it, which was fucking weird. Right? And his wife. His like, like, And I'm sorry, I'm only calling her his wife because I can't remember yeah, her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they look like they just came back from Sturgis. I forgot that's what he they looks like They always look days. like they just yeah. came back from Sturgis. That's what always cracks me up. He doesn't sound like he's a biker, but he yeah. definitely looks yeah. like one. Yeah, Every time I see, like, maybe a picture of him. or You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. It's like it's like when you see a picture of William Bazinski, and you're like, that's what William no, Bazinski I know, looks like? How, I was... <laughs> Melissa and I were talking about him once, and I was like, "Oh, you know, there's there's some 
people question him a lot. Yeah. And I was ta- we were talking about the disintegration tapes, and I was like, this is what he looks like. And I pulled out that wire cover. Yeah. And she was like, wait, what? Exactly. <laughs> like, no, yeah. really. Uh, he, he got on me about something I wrote about the disintegration loops. Oh, really? Because I was... because Maybe, he, maybe he'll listen to this. And yeah, maybe. He'll give us some... Give us a one star rating in iTunes and leave us a bad review. But oh, yeah, no. no, it was like it was. <laughs> he was just grumpy because I was basically like saying that you know that he sort of backdated the association of what the loops to what happened at nine eleven because he was already making those before right. it happened. Right, right. And they, he was unhappy about me making that that point. How dare like, you? I was like, oh, sorry, I'm actually telling you what the reality is of this whole situation. But okay, I know. Fair enough. <laughs> Let's move on. It's like, that's kind of like uh, watching the, that horrible Queen movie that came out a year oh, ago. Oh, Bohemian Rhapsody. And realizing that none of the stories are in order yeah. chronologically. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and it's, what the fuck? It's edited by like some hyperactive child. And yeah. I mean, there, that had a whole bunch of problems. Yeah. But. And what is the last like twenty minutes is just the live aid performance. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, the biggest problem was that they made uh, his homosexuality sound like it caused huge problems in the band when no, when no one cared. never did. Yeah, no one cared. <laughs> Which was just, yeah, I can yeah. I just after seeing that, I was so pissed because it was just like, what the f- who yeah. who? Why are people watching this? Yeah, why <laughs> is this such weird. a popular movie? So it's it's so, I mean it's it's yeah I was starting to get dismayed I think because it was like I, and I think to get back to the Velvet Underground documentary this one in the documentary that came out recently about Karen Dalton kind of reignited my faith oh. in movies about musicians I want to see that one yeah it's really good but like you know between Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man the Elton John one I skipped Rocket Man. <laughs> Smart decision. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, these, like the, yeah, these documentaries are talking about, like the death documentary. And there's, I can't think, there was some others. But like some of the TV stuff, like uh, the Song Exploder thing that's on Netflix, or oh, yeah, um, there's that, that one series that I can't think of the name of where they did an episode about Britpop and they did an episode about that was all about uh, Boys to Men. Is it on Netflix? Yeah. A uh, friend. My friend Eric mentioned one called This Is Pop. That's the one. That's Because I was called. like, are yeah. you talking about the XTC documentary? <laughs> like, no. No, but that's a good one. I was like, no, well, one. you should watch that yeah, one. Yeah, that's not a bad one. But so, and then <laughs> so there was another one about like uh, Duran Duran that came out that was on Showtime. And it was like, this is not very good at all. And like, oh, I'm not learning anything I've about the band. That one you know? Too. <laughs> yeah. And so I was starting to get dismayed. Like, is this what it's going to be? Like, right. m- movies about musicians. It is. Oh, and the freaking Aretha Franklin movie that just came out not too long ago. So I heard that bad. was really bad. I think yeah. I read your review of yeah. or something about it. You you were just like, this is horrible. Yeah, was like, it's really, that. really yeah. dumb. Um, anyway, so, so that's why, yeah. you know, you watch something like The Velvet Underground with someone who's like, clearly a huge fan of the band a huge fan of the era that they came up with mm-hmm. they came up in with you know being tied in with the the film and art scene in new york in the yeah. late in the 60s and connecting with andy warhol and and jonas Mekas and uh kenneth anger and all these folks and yeah definitely incredible and so he brought that forth just you know not having a, like a ton of archival Do, you know, documentary footage of the band playing outside of the movies that Warhol made about them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he just made something just absolutely beautiful and artful about it. And it's something that that Matheson pointed out to me last night was like, as as what I didn't realize, and I thought about it, and he he pointed this out was that as the movie keeps going on, and as the 
the Velvet Underground music starts getting a little more quote unquote normal with, with like the the self titled record and Loaded. Yeah. That the movie starts taking that turn too, where it starts becoming a yeah. little more you know regimented as a documentary while still right, having right. that artful edge to it. So it was also they were cutting out like I think I read somewhere he got the stems for all the songs. So that yeah, he, they would have like these crazy acoustic guitar and Lou Reed singing version. Yeah. Of, or you know stuff like that, or like just just the violin from Venus right. and Furs that was yeah. playing for or a like long the stretch. Weird Celeste or whatever it is on Sunday morning yeah. playing. Yeah, so that was pretty cool too. Um, it was it was yeah it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. Um, so yeah, there we go. I I'm gonna wait to tell you what I think of Ted Lasso off the. Oh okay, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> not, a, not a fan I understand we'll talk about this later and I'm not going to defend it I'm just going to let you know that much but. oh no no I just I'm always I was a, I had said something on social media like hey I got Apple Plus what should I watch and people were like watch 1971 so I watched most of them how is that it's okay yeah like there's some good stuff like of Curtis Mayfield playing oh cool alright Sly and the Family Stone playing like so there's and Isaac Hayes playing yeah. Um, and even just, you know, whatever stuff. I mean, a lot of stuff I'd already knew and seen. Yeah. And I snarkily told Melissa it, was, it should be called 1971, the year boomers became Jesus or something. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> the day the boomers became self aware. Yeah. yeah, or self important. Yeah, I mean, that's more it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, so the, but everyone said Ted Lasso as well. Yeah, and everyone said Ted Lasso, and I was like, all right, fine. Yeah, he's from Kansas. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. And f- uh, no, I only lasted Totally get it. I only lasted I, a I few. totally get it. We can talk about that off air, but yeah, I totally get it, you know? It's, I, you yeah. know, and yeah, was, there, was some other, there were some movies I was going to ask you about anyway. Uh, okay. But anyway, Bremen knocked. Oh, the last one was, every time I saw Bremen... Bremen mentioned. Yeah, I thought it was the Bremen Town musicians, like that weird folktale about. Oh the, yeah, yeah. The Br- animals. Briggs talks about Briggs that. Briggs talks about it, yeah. and then I went. So I knew that story as a kid. So when she mentioned it, and then just because of me remembering it, I yeah. went back and kind of read a synopsis of the story, and it's pretty hilarious because they find this place, but there's robbers in it, and then they all make this big ghostly sound in order to scare the robbers out of the cabin so that they can go ah. there and stay so it's based it's a ghost story within it's a meta ghost story man yeah and it's crazy and didn't she say like bricks that she would she was telling yeah mark about that because she was such a big fan of that story because she grew up on it yeah yeah and exactly. so i feel like that kind of fed into his you know amphetamine fueled paranoia probably he probably saw a donkey a rooster and a <laughs> dog or cat whatever it is <laughs> It's probably probably <laughs> what jumped on his leg and gave him the childlike. Yes, uh, that's so, probably what it was. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't even think of the fucking speed freak oh, uh, yeah. nightmares about all of this, but that's totally what this sounds yeah, like. That's, and that's that's what the song sounds like too. It just sounds like this real agitated, yeah, yeah, speedy little tune with that incessant get- keyboard riff, and you're just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're coming out of your skin a little bit listening to it. I need to go pace. I need to go pace. I need to go pace. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna start it, jumping up and down now. <laughs> yeah, grinding that makes your sense. teeth. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
All right. So, yeah, so this isn't a record you spent a lot of time with, which is interesting. No, no, but, I need to. I mean, I, God, I, like we said, there's like dozens of records. So, why, you know, you can't know them all back to Yeah, front, but, I want yeah. to. I want to. Uh, I will get back to this because, yeah, for whatever reason, it is a good record. Yeah. And it's also where um, there's a ghost in my house. Like, yeah. in that area, era come, it comes from, right? Exactly. So, yeah. There's a single that came out around the time of that one. Yeah. Right. So it's. it's I can't remember. Is it actually on the album or is it? It's not. It's just that it, it came out. Like it was later. a single. Oh, okay. like that, that was, there's like the deluxe version of the record that came out, uh, I think, earlier this year. There's right. like a three CD version or something like that, a two or three CD. And it's part of that. They, they included all that on there. Okay. And it's like a Janice Long uh, uh, session. And then it has your least favorite beat uh, the, the Beatles cover. Oh, yeah. That's your least right. favorite cover. Yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. That was around this time, too. Yeah. Yeah. A charity, a charity. I don't know. Sucks. Weird. I, don't know, I don't know if we got into that too much. Like, I, you know, the idea of like Marky e. Smith giving a crap about some charity that the enemy, we, 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 we must have probably talked about we that. We did yeah. talk about it because I was like, what the, because it, it just sounds like the band spent a lot of fucking time on it and he came in and did fuck, it, fuck <laughs> all. <laughs> Get this out of the way, guys. All right, here we go. Yeah. And then, and then you, you, you told me like, some of the other songs that were on there and I love that Sonic Youth song oh their cover Within You Without You is yeah. amazing so there's some really good songs on there so like some people actually it's not like all it's you not, know yeah none of it none of it other than his vocal performance feels very tossed off really right because there's like you know wet 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 doing a little <laughs> help with my friends and you know right. it's, it's just cheery and happy and woo but you know uh, yeah it's great it's a great yeah so just trying to think of any other notes here about this one. What do you? Th- there was some some discussion in the the uh, the annotated fall about the uh, by tonsillitis size train station Hoff about whether he's actually singing size or whether there's like I forget what the other word they were thinking that he was possibly saying like oh I did read all that yeah. And then there was some weirdo who got on here like I was really grumpy about like this is why Mark gets everything wrong about this place right it was don't defend oh, it was the Germans by a German yeah it was, <laughs> it was a grumpy German a grumpy German I, so I I was so it was like uh wait let me see so yeah it was like by tonsillitis size train station Hof right and because Hof is like the German word for like station or yeah. something yeah. And Tog is his name for day, or word for day, not name. Yeah. Although, I guess you could say it is a name. <laughs> but uh, I think that's the Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea because I've never looked at a swollen tonsil. I had mine out when I was four. Yeah, I still got mine, so I can't Oh, really? Help you. Wow, yeah, crazy. Yeah, feel pretty um, good about that. You, you should uh, yeah, take prob- a picture. They'll probably get taken at some point. But. Yeah, never know. Um, it's just like what that's probably like the, the line that like sticks in my head most about this is like what what the fuck is that supposed to mean tonsillitis size I mean it's like <laughs> a swollen train station or what is you know it's the weirdest like you know I can't I can't picture it it makes it sound like the train station is inflatable or something right you know um I have no idea I thought that was a weird word but um yeah I don't I have no idea <laughs> I, I thought it was weird, but I, but also, you know, he was, it, it could have just been a word that he had written down yeah. somewhere and stuck it on there. Yeah. Like there's um, a word I haven't thought, this is the word I like, tonsillitis. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been, could have been a word he was 
freaking out on, on just like time. maybe the color of a train station reminded him of well know, it is picture. kind of this weird flesh colored brown thing building okay yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um so that could be it um i i like i said i i i i got stuck on the weird like cut up versions of german words where he was like it's kind of like this english comedy skit thing where he's like oh yeah i'm gonna you know where like if it was a different if it was a different language he would have like if it's italian he would have pet a's like even more than he usually does (laughs) afterwards like it felt like more of a joke like than anything um does he mean it in a mocking way though i guess it's it's possible i don't know he doesn't it's possible but i don't know if it's mocking i think it's more like it's not it's more of like a, it's, I don't know. It's not, I don't think it's mocking. Mm. I think it's like a, I can't speak German, but I know enough German and people listening aren't going to know much German. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know. It, it, it definitely seems like one of those, like, I can't even think of who would have done it. Like, uh, Jack Benny or not Jack Maybe Benny. Like the goons or something that. like that. Like the goons you know? would have done. Yeah, yeah, definitely the goons would have done something like that. Cause all I was thinking of was like. Um, Americans, not yeah. Jack Benny, but uh, the guy from um, the Honeymooners. Oh, Jack Gleason. Mason, or yeah, Gleason, not yeah. Mason. <laughs> Sorry, Fuck. Jackie Mason might have done that. Uh, Jackie Gleason definitely would have done something like that on yeah. the radio show or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, so it just sounds like this old radio sort of idea. Yeah, just kind of than, like you know, sort of pigeon German. Like we're just kind of messing around because, but you know. Playing with the language for humor's sake. You yeah, know? exactly. I think that Python did that a bit too. Like there was that one skit that they did early on about the flying sheep, and so oh. they had these two guys, these two Frenchmen, like showing you like all the design, all the you know uh, features of a modern aerodynamic sheep, and so they're using this kind of very cod French, and like most of it made sense, but they had like. I think it's on. I think if you watch it on Netflix, like and put the the closed captioning on, it throws it in as subtitles, and like they're very like literal <laughs> subtitles, and so like you can tell they're really they know French kind of, and so they're kind of messing uh, around a little bit. It or, doesn't just say like speaking, speaking in French. gibberish French yeah, or whatever, yeah, because yeah. that's what always I'm always like. Man, just no. You should. You need to tell me what the gibberish is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, always pisses me off. Um, but yeah, I think I think you know it. It definitely seems more like a joke and not a mean. Well, not a mean joke. Not a mean spirited joke. It yeah. could be mean spirited, but who knows? And yeah, whatever time of, periods and all that kind of stuff. But it, it definitely it definitely is like that. Sort he of doesn't thing. seem like a Marky e. Smith doesn't seem like a guy who knew a second language. I think he knows some though, because like. I think he knows like enough like French to you know order yeah. a pint or something. Yeah, like he he uses strangely a lot of German words yeah. pop up in this, and they might not always be correct, but like That's they're true. close enough. That's but, true. Uh, but in just the songs that we've covered, like they. That's a good point. Seems yes, like a lot a of very German good point. shows up. Yeah. So, but it's not. But I guess maybe not like fluently then. You yeah, know? maybe not. And no. Yeah. I mean, you know, but then again, it's Europe and like, even though Europeans hate it when Americans say this, you can fucking get to another country in a day in Europe and not because we're so gigantic that we can't. (laughs) Um, And it's easy to get by in most European countries if you don't know the language. Yeah. Most people know English, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like English is the trade 
company or fuck trade language. Yeah, that's true. Wow, my my brain is sto- stopping. I need to go <laughs> watch a horror movie or something. <laughs> Rewatch the Velvet Underground movie or something. I know Good I only Lord. have a few days left. I might have to do that at work tomorrow. That's nobody, a good idea. Nobody from work. I want to go see it in a theater. Is what I want to. That do. would be pretty nice, but I don't know. I mean, at this point, theaters. I'm still like. Mm. Oh, I totally get it. I totally yeah, get it. But the, okay, so some people talking about documentaries, and this gets to the idea. Have there needs to be, I think, a good comprehensive fall documentary, and I think that I would, would like nice. to see it done sort of in that fashion of what Todd Haynes did with the Velvet Underground. It was like someone who knows the music and sort of can make the film in the style of the music to sort of connect it with the era that they came oh, out of yeah. punk and post-punk and just like have think i don't know connected with you think of the i don't know who like Ter- like derek jarman like Ju- yeah i was Jubilee. gonna say like some of the artists that smith was really into um, yeah you know like the the vortice movement or whatever yeah yeah yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck. and then the uh yeah then the 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 dance troupe that he worked with you know <laughs> yeah a little more colorful costumes you're asking and- me to remember more names bob that's never gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> the michael clark dance troupe is michael what it was. clark yes yeah yeah so, so the, the vortice dude is the guy from God, the early 20th century who was like he stole borrowed a lot of stuff for hex induction hours sort of the artwork for hex induction hours based on his stuff oh right right right. i can't think of his name yeah either, so it's there it's, we go people. and i'm too lazy to look up yeah why it's would in the we? notebook so why I'm, would we i'm trying to talk and look up shit at the same time it's so boring but uh, <laughs> uh anyway so yeah that would be great um yeah i'm and, just trying to think like <clears throat> Actually, another. I mean, the Sparks documentary was good. I was just thinking of another music doc that I saw, the Sparks Brothers. I still haven't seen that. That's but pretty I want, good. I wanted to watch it. A little long, but pretty good. Yeah, it's like it's like one of those documentaries. Like you know, like you talk about the Velvet Underground one. Like they didn't go past Loaded. Like they didn't get into the Squeeze era. Right. Of the Velvet Underground or like the reunion that happened. No, that, they didn't get into it that much. They, they touched on it a little they, bit. They do like a collage of the yeah. shit, which yeah. is which is great, which is which perfect, is right? Because no one watching that documentary cares yeah like <laughs> exactly so no one yeah so uh the sparks brothers one just covers way too much like just tries to squeeze almost the entire career into this into this two and a half cover. hour movie and yeah. that's way too much to cover so i think mm-hmm. he could have i know i know i could write to big fan he could have snipped a little bit out of there but that gets to my point of like say someone were to make a, a fall documentary i wonder what contemporary director oh, would be able to take that on which is a really interesting question. That is. And I have no idea. My The only name that comes to mind that probably wouldn't work would maybe... Actually, Ben Wheatley is the guy who I'm thinking that of. That would be awesome. That would be great. Because <laughs> he's one of the guys that used the fall best in a film, like when he threw Industrial Estate at the end of High Rise. Still haven't seen that, but I know he did that. Yeah. and Because that's a whole other story. That's but yeah, come up, I'm sure. And, I need, the, yeah, the I need to watch yeah. it. Um, and I just saw one. He's got a... New film on Hulu, Melissa. Oh yeah, it's like a horror film. It. Yeah, it was great. I haven't seen it yet, but it's yeah. very, it's one of his more hallucinogenic films, and that's saying a lot. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. That's yeah. all I need to say is I'm in. Um, so like him, there's got to be some other British directors. Maybe Alex Garland, the guy who did Ex Machina. Yeah. But maybe I don't know. He might it's, not be. It seems like a somebody completely unrelated to England. 
Like if, but I don't even know who. Like if some French person decided to do it, okay. would be like the greatest thing. And I, I yeah, like I can't some, really explain it. But someone like, like really associated with like the like really a big fan of like the French New Wave films. Maybe I don't know. Some, I, I can't. Yeah, yeah I, I can't explain it. It's or, like it seems like if an English person did it or a British person, it would be too stuck on the Englishness, the Englishness of, of it. it. Yeah, yeah, and and there's there's a lot. That's that is very, very English. English. Yeah. <laughs> Not saying that. I'm just saying, like, maybe it would be better from an outsider's point of view. That's like, a good point. But, you know, I could be full of shit, too. No, so, I, I mean, I, I think that's, uh, I, to get back to the Sparks movie, I think that's what made that so good. It's like, uh-huh. they're. I mean, they're not really... They are an American band, but they don't feel like an American band because they were never popular over here until very recently. I just thought of who needs to do it and is English. Stuart Lee. Of course. <laughs> he How did that one about Stuart the Nightingales Lee. that I haven't seen. Yeah, yet. I haven't seen that either. I want to see it. Um, That's, of course, Stuart Lee. Why? How? Of course. Why could I not think of that? He'd be because we, I was thinking of Derek Jarman or like, you know, like people who are already dead yeah. or something like yeah. a lot of people who from that era who were already gone. But um, oh, that's true. Yeah. So but that, or yeah, I'm trying to think of whether like Lynn Ramsey, maybe uh-huh. um, or no, I have one in my head. that's got dang it. Anyway. Yeah. It's another <laughs> another another like British director that. um Yes, yeah, it'll come to me eventually, and I'll uh, scream it out before the end of the episode. We can just type it out. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even know. Yams, what do you think? Or maybe, I don't know, the woman who did uh, Raw and Titan. Like That might be. She's, she's Right. That she's, was one of the she's weird enough. Yeah, we can talk Raw's about. the one about the sisters? Yeah, the one who's like needs to eat like yeah, meat. The cannibal one. Yeah, the cannibal. That was one. an awesome. Movie. Yeah. Oh, so Incredible. she's the one that did Titan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, I guess I'll have to watch. Say it no more. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> Ra was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. There, I. A really yeah a really good fall documentary or a really crazy biopic about Marky Smith, though I don't know how that would work, but. I don't know. I just think <laughs> yeah. it's just hard to say. Like I, I don't know. I, it would be I, great I, if it was like him belittling, uh, like people interviewing him for like an hour and a half. So like, kind of, kind of, kind of like that segment of "I'm Not There" with like you know right. the Kate Blanchett yeah, segment yeah. of that. Yeah, that could be interesting. Or like <clears throat> focus the entire film on the show at Brownies. Where they're fighting <laughs> right. on stage, and mm. you know the band the band is over at that I point. I feel like there is a documentary that does. I that. think there is a documentary, but I want to see like you know, wait, 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 like bookends the documentary, like the show. Oh, okay, Brownies, if I remember correctly, maybe so. Okay, I don't know. Must have to look for this. Yeah, I think it was. I think I had to have seen it on YouTube, but I've only seen like the footage of the performance, like when they right were at each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe shit. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong about that, <laughs> which I have to no, say a lot. Maybe, Sorry. No, but I so swear maybe I've thinking. seen there's a documentary. I swear I've seen a documentary that has it bookended. Okay. Like, where it starts and they're starting to yell at each other and like maybe they get to the point where yeah, they, I think they walk off. I think I've seen this as well. And then they go, they in, get back to there. That yeah. Point. I think I've seen this as well. Now that you mentioned that, because I remember like a, like a BBC yeah. ITV documentary about the band that included that as the big sort of framing device. There's a lot it. of yeah. stuff on YouTube that are like, that are, that's like English 
you know, television, but there's also a lot of stuff that's like just worldwide television about the fall. Just, yeah. And like, so there's lots of the interviews with people and stuff that are always, and there's always new stuff popping up. And Which is great. It's pretty great. Yeah. And we're, we're happy to be part of that <laughs> deluge of fall oh, yes. information. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the fallout podcast and the, uh, Oh man, I still haven't listened to the Hanley's podcast. I need to. Oh yeah, I need to do and that. And well. like the first season is over, and I I keep meaning to, and stuff keeps popping up. Yeah, so I haven't yet. But um, anywho, Yams has nothing to add about Bremen knocked. <laughs> Strangely, no, he slept through this entire episode. Incredible, he hasn't knocked anything off the wall or jumped in our laps. No, unplugged anything. So nobody bug him. <laughs> 